The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello. This is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you're listening to the prophetic voice of our time. I will be on my way to the Philippines one week after this broadcast. How exciting! I will be going and covering three provinces in the Philippines. And the leaders are so excited, especially the young people. And I have a very, very busy schedule. So far, I have uh, three uh, Saturday conferences and training during um, the weekly nights. Three big conferences, a whole day Saturdays. And of course, Sunday services and an ordination ceremony and four nights of leadership training. And we're going to have a big Sunday miracle service in General Santos City on that first Sunday of March. I'm so excited. Since I have not been there for two years because of COVID lockdowns, so now I have to cover many areas while I'm there to take advantage that now that I'm there, I might as well do everything that I can in my power to preach about the kingdom of God and to prepare for the leaders. Amen? Okay. The title of the youth leadership training is Empower a Leader, Empower a Nation. You empower the spiritual leaders there. There will be transformation in that country. Okay? Since there are still some restrictions in uh, other places, in two provinces, we only can accommodate between 150 to 200 maximum capacity of people who can attend because of social distancing. But in General Santos, we can train up to 750 leaders and pastors because we were able to secure one of the biggest conference center in the area, okay? And I believe by the time I get there, God will make a way to minister and train more people. So I'm getting ready for that. And last week, I'm just going to give you an update on uh, what we're doing at Freedom Fellowship Church. Last week, Friday, we held we held the first uh, youth encounter. And some of the youth spent the night there at the facility ministering before Jesus and singing him songs. There is something going on that I would like you to see, okay? The younger people are starting to attend church services. It's amazing. There are more younger people who joined us for the past several months than the almost senior citizens, adults. How exciting is this? 
I told you before, I'm excited for the younger generation because of the training that the young people are having under this ministry. And now they almost doubled in number. So they are going to move powerfully and they'll be able to accomplish a lot in the kingdom of our God more than any of us combined, okay? God is pouring His Spirit upon the young generations, our future leaders. All they need is they need to get trained. They need to refocus. I believe that the transfer of wealth and influence will completely manifest in the younger generation if they continue to obey and focus on our Lord Jesus Christ. And also if leaders like me and you will take our responsibility to prepare them and encourage them and inspire them, even preach to them by example and by results to make them fall in love with Jesus, thus obeying the greatest commandment of all. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 and 38. Are we still wondering why the great move of God have not manifested in our generation and the previous generations? And that the transfer of wealth hundreds and thousands years ago, anointed men and women, they are, they are believing in it. They truly believe it. They're standing on the truth and the promise that the wealth of the wicked is laid out for the just. But I always wondering why it has not manifesting in a great way. And the Holy Spirit led me that many, if not majority of Christians are disobeying the greatest commandment of all, to love the Lord with all our hearts, with all our souls, with all our minds. Instead, many have put loved ones ahead of God, or yes, we love our family, we love God, but many of us, we love ourselves more. That is a sad truth. Or they put their business and career ahead of anything else, and they just pray to God when they need some help. So when we disobey the greatest commandment of all, the Holy Spirit is not going to move. So, these younger generations, they have to put God first. They have to fall in love with Him, as if for the first time. You remember when you were in love, that person that you love is included in all your plans. It's included in your life, every decision-making that you make. Because why? You are in love with that person. So, if you and I are truly in love with our Lord Jesus Christ, we always consider His heart, we'll always obey Him, we trust Him, we express our gratitude and our appreciation of everything that He does, and we put Him first, knowing that everything that concerns us, He's going to address them because we put him first and that we trust him with our family. 
So whatever you're dealing with right now, my brother, my sister, consider that there is no one in the world who can love you like God does. He truly loves you. And Jesus is telling you right now, you are worth dying for. And he loved you first. And once we consider that, if Jesus is in love with us, he always takes care of everything that concerns us, especially our well-being, especially our loved ones, especially our career, because we are made joint heirs with Christ. Okay, so on our first youth empowerment and training Friday, I shared with the younger generation some of my supernatural experiences with God. I emphasized to them that who I am now and where I'm at in the kingdom of God is the result of my obedience and submission to the Lord and my putting Him first, that Jesus is truly my first love. My success, anointing, or results of the work of God in my life or in the ministry, it was not based on my education. I'm not even a good speaker, not my gender, not my looks or family. It's all because I put him first. See, I do not let you or let people or men define me. I allow God to define me. So if people tell me that I cannot do this, I cannot be a pastor, I cannot uh, do that, I have to dress differently, if Jesus tells me, differently, then I will follow him. I'll obey him. I believe him and trust him more than I trust you. Because if I'm going to ask 10 of you for opinions, how should I dress? How should I preach? Whether I can minister as a woman, you're going to tell me different things. It will lead me into confusion. But if Jesus said, go, He'll take care of everything else. I don't need to be concerned about it. And he told me, don't worry about your, what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat or drink. The worldly people out there, those are the kinds of things that they worried about. But, Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his ways of doing things, and all of these material things will be added to you as well. So I'd rather obey and believe Jesus because if I'm going to obey and believe you and follow your instructions to me, I will get into state of confusion. Some of you will tell me, yes, you can go ahead and preach. Some of you will tell me, no, you can't, not unless you're submissive to your husband. I am submissive to my husband. Jesus Christ is my first husbandman, and if you're going to ask my husband, Mike, he doesn't care whether he is my second love. Actually, he likes it. He will rejoice that I'm in love with Jesus, and he is my first husbandman. I'm also second as far as, um, as my family are concerned. They need to love God first, okay? 
So if Jesus tells me to do something, to say something, I can and I will. I determined that I am going to trust him completely and I'm going to obey him wholeheartedly. How about you? It is an exciting life. Yes, you have affliction. Sometimes I'm in so much pain. Sometimes uh, sometimes I cannot do. I'm frustrated with, with the things that I wanted to do. But nothing pales in comparison when Jesus tells me that he loves me or that he is pleased with me. And everything else will fall into its place. My priorities will be in accordance to his perfect will. You understand? So start loving on Jesus. And you know what? You cannot just do it without the help of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And when you are really grateful for what Jesus did for you, just like I am. You know, I didn't kill anybody before I got born again. I was not cruel to anybody. But I have this pride and I have this priority. It's me. And I refused to follow God or to obey God when he called me when I was 12 or 14 years old because I thought, being a Catholic, that he wants me to be a nun. So I stayed away from God from then on. I don't want to be a nun. Now he turned me into a priest in the order of Melchizedek. Okay? That's another teaching that will shock you so but. I need to focus on loving God, okay? So I am grateful for everything that Jesus did. No one will give me the opportunities, even my loved ones, the opportunities that Jesus has. No one could have loved me more than Jesus loved me. And no one can give me opportunities after opportunities and bailing me out when I fail him. No one, no one. And he loves me and he always restore. Okay? He always forgive. In Luke chapter 7, verse 37, you all know this story, but I have a, a different uh, take on it. Okay? When a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume. 38. And as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. This woman is very in love with Jesus and very grateful. Okay? Verse 39. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. In verse 40, Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two men owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he canceled the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. 
you have judged correctly, he said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven little, loves little. And I submit to that. Those who think that they are so anointed, that they were so good, that they are really called by God, and they think that they are privileged because of their genealogy, because of their money, because of their social standing, because of their gender, they don't love God because they think that, well, I'm special, so therefore I am in this position. But this woman who never thought that somebody will even glance at her, will even forgive her, and will even allow for her uh, to touch Jesus and kiss him, for her, those are big things. Because why? She's grateful and she realized how much she was forgiven. Well, I know how much I was forgiven. I know the love of God. I know no one can love me more than Jesus. And the way Jesus loves me. And because of that, I am grateful. So that no matter what people tells me, no matter what man tells me that I can or cannot do, if my beloved Jesus tells me to do it, say no more. I will not contend with any flesh and blood. I am going to obey him. And the result of it is such an overwhelming manifestations of supernaturals to be able to lead thousands of people to our Lord Jesus Christ and to be able to have a part in the transformation of a nation or nations and to see the manifestations of miraculous healing and to be able to be used by God to love and to touch his people. There is nothing in the world that you can offer me that can equal or even get close to that. I love Jesus, and I know you do too. But it is time for you to be in love with him. And you need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you, to make you fall in love with Jesus all over again. And you know what? Man-made doctrines and your stubbornness and your short-sightedness will all disappear. And you will go for a greater work and for a bigger picture other than looking at yourself in the mirror and put yourself as a priority. Amen. Oh, now I, I have skinned you alive. But you need to hear this, okay? I know I can see some smoke coming out from the nostrils of some, but I'm going to ignore that because this is a message about my Lord Jesus Christ, okay? 
And another one who really showed love for Jesus, Mary Magdalene. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 1, After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb rolled back the stone and sat on it. Mary Magdalene remained devoted and a disciple of Jesus from that day that she was delivered from those demons until the very end. She is one of the few women at the upper room. Mary Magdalene, or Mary of Magdala, was a true disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Magdala, there was a big church there under her name. So, she preached the gospel after they all got baptized with the Holy Spirit at the upper room. Okay? And the other one is Joseph of Arimathea. In Mark chapter 15, starting with verse 40 through 43, some women were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and the younger, meaning John, and of Joseph and Salome. In Galilee, these women had followed him, followed Jesus, and cared for his needs. Many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem were also there. So these are women disciples of Jesus, okay? Tell you what, he is revolutionary. And down to verse 43. Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, meaning he was a converted disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked Jesus had already died. When he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. Verse 46, So Joseph brought some linen cloth, took down the body, wrapped it in the linen, and placed it at the tomb cut out of rock. Then he rolled the stone against the entrance of the tomb. See, Joseph of Arimathea expressed his love and devotion. He took a risk. Being a prominent man and a rich, wealthy man in those times, he went to Pilate and said, I want Jesus' body. And he took care of the body and put it in the tomb. He took action. He took a risk. He could have been arrested. He could have been cast out from among the Pharisees and the Sadducees and teachers of the law in those times. But he didn't care because he was a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. What about you? There are so many in the scriptures that those who obeyed God and put him first. You'll never feel sorry. And the time is at hand. I am preparing the youth to take over. Okay? here and I am going to train the Philippine leaders and many of them are of Chinese origin to what? 
for the revival that will be opened, that God is going to open China. This is a bigger task ahead, and uh, uh, thank you. I ask for your prayers, and if the Lord is speaking to you, I'm asking for your financial support to sow a seed. You can go to our website, SOGMI.org, and click Donate. Or you can mail your check at Post Office Box 1579, Helotis, Texas, 78023. God bless you for tuning in. And please, take your post in the kingdom of our God. Time is of the essence, and the move of God is already here. Amen and amen. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Helotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Helotus, Texas 78023.